Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mamba Mentality Golden Grinders, where when we say Mamba Mentality, we mean... The Mamba Mentality simply means trying to be the best version of yourself. And each week we strive to be a golden version of this podcast. This week I am joined by the usual panel from my left to right, Marquise. Say what's up to the beautiful people. What up, though? Lane. What up? Quincy. Hey, y'all. <laughs> and, of course, I don't know if I said this, I am Nicholas Finch. Let's get this party started. But before we get into anything, I want to address something. I, I hope you noticed that um, the name of the show has changed. It's the Mamba Mentality Golden Grinders after much debate. Almost totally revamping the name, but um, things have happened and transpired over this past week with John Gruden that made it necessary to change this show's name. We don't want to be associated with John Gruden, so that name had to go, and we settled on Golden Grinders. So before we talk about anything uh, specific team wise, we're gonna we're gonna talk about John Gruden and his uh, actions. Now, you guys are aware the emails that went between him, it was um, the Redskins, um, President Tom Bruce Allen, um, Dan Snyder. This all came from a lawsuit against the Washington football team, but the first person to lose their job or lose anything was John Gruden. Um, but he deserved to lose his job considering the things that he said. Um, I just want to know what you guys know about the situation and what are your thoughts about John Gruden and his future going forward with the NFL? I read some of the emails. Um, John Gruden's future is zero. If it can be less than zero, then it's less than zero. He has no future. Yeah, it's a it's a route to your career. I would say what a way to go out, but <laughs> it wasn't glorious. I believe you're wrong, Lena. I think John Gruden does have a future with the NFL, um, and that future will be a trial. But uh, no, nah, for real, uh, it it was it was the right thing to do. Um, he basically resigned before they could fire him. And uh, my question, because uh, I know we kind of kind of got in, not a heated debate, but a, a uh, enthusiastic debate last week. Nick, you took issue with the person who recorded Urban Meyer more so than you did Urban Meyer himself. So my question for you is, do you have the same issue more so with the people who let the emails out than you do John Gruden? And if the situation is different, how so? Um. The situation is different. One, because this, um, I would say that Urban Meyer was not a willing participant in the thing that got him in trouble because he was, no, he was recorded against his knowledge. John Gruden was a willing participant because he sent those emails. Like he didn't have to send the emails and say what he said. So it is different. And then on top of that, um, the emails are coming out as part of an, an investigation 
Um, I, I don't know if it's a, exactly in a criminal investigation. I think it's more of like a civil investigation. But either way, it's it's not something um, that's necessarily private. I, I don't. I'm, it's not this private. I'm trying to find the words. There's a difference in because John Gruden chose to send those emails, but Urban Meyer did not choose to be reported. Okay. I agree. I just want to go ahead and get that part out there so nobody be be questioning and might be curious. Um, you know, I, I wanted to bring up this point, and uh, if we need to take it out of the podcast later, we can. Uh, I've, I've seen people make the point that John Gruden would not have been fired for being racist uh, based off what he said to start with about Demari Smith, but that um, – he was fired more so because of his comments about Michael Sam and LGBTQ. Um, I'm going to disagree with that, but let me tell you why. I feel like what a lot of people aren't um, aren't putting into perspective is that if there's just one email, which is all we knew about at first, and based off what was said in that one email, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying you can you can chalk it up to maybe something said in anger, maybe something out of place. There are multiple emails. Now we know there are over 100 emails over the course of several years showing that he didn't just have a slip up in the heat of the moment. He'd been a piece of shit for years. And so I think that that needs to be, you know, something that people um, pay attention to as well. Mm, Not a lot of Mikey Collins around here. I'm 100% with you because a lot of folks are trying to make the point that oh um dave Chappelle in his new stand-up that i hadn't watched yet but he 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 says that black people and racism isn't as protected as the lgbtq um community has been recently so people are saying well look at him he was correcting his stand-up but i'm like you like if the attack and that's no disrespect to Moore smith but if the attack was just limited to a situation where it was between him and john gruden that's a little bit you can, can you can forgive that, but the fact that there's so many different things, so many different people, so many different topics. You're right. He's been a piece of crap for a long time, and he absolutely had to lose his job over it. Mm, mm, mm. Um. So y'all all think y'all all think he's done? No more. No more. Gruden. He has to be right. Do you, yeah, that Gruden has been grinded. Huh. <laughs> Do you even think that he comes away with a television job anytime soon, or is he done done? Hell no. He's going to be hard to put him on television with that reputation. Nobody's going to take him. Actually, somebody will take him. Fox News will take him. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, the new, the new uh, sports segment on Fox News with Sage Steele and John Gruden. <laughs> uh, the only way the only way he comes back is if he and I say this with air quotes takes classes on well everything and so he's gonna have a lot of you know computer work ahead of him <laughs> so that that and then that's even then I don't think any organization with any kind of mo- any modicum of like sensibility will ever take him because that's always gonna follow him forever how, how old is he now like 54 I, 54 oh. no never mind that is urban meyer hold on uh, 
Well, he's got to be around that age. But let's not forget, man, you know, all this came up while he did have a TV job. So, no. Yeah, I don't, he was. I don't see that. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, he was on ESPN, was he not? He was, and they having a field day because they got free content now. He is 58. But, yeah, I mean, that's another thing, too, man. Uh, he did all this while he had a TV job. I do not see them letting him back on TV. You know, the only the only way I see for John Gruden to be able to, I guess, talk about football or whatever in any capacity be for him to open up his YouTube, his own YouTube channel and do <laughs> things independently. Um, I, I really that's, – that's the only way I see it. And I wanted to bring up something else. Um you know, Kurt Benkert was a former uh, quarterback for the Falcons. He's now a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, either on their practice squad or at the tail end of the roster. But, you know, he mentioned like, one of the reasons this is such a big issue is because John Gruden had a big impact on how players were looked at and evaluated coming into the draft. And to, to, to show now that he's had these feelings about people the whole time where he's, you know, basically saying that he's had biases that probably played into many of his evaluations. Yeah, I mean... I forgot about that. Wow. Because, you know, what what was it? The whiteboard where he had had, um, QBs diagnosing plays and stuff. And um, he he did kind of um, treat mobile quarterbacks differently from pocket passers. Right. You know what? You make a solid point. I'd love to go back and watch his segment with Cam Newton and uh, Deshaun Watson. I remember the Deshaun Watson one. Right. It'd be interesting to see how many people he calls money as far as being a first-round pick or later-round pick based off, you know, some of his evaluations. Hmm. Dang. Dang, I ain't even thought about that. You, wow. All right. All he did, he uh, did Teddy Bridgewater, and I think that I'm pretty sure he caused Teddy some money because I remember Teddy dropping because of his report. Yeah, he, um, Teddy Bridgewater didn't he? What? When did he? Um, he went. He was twenty second overall, I think. No, I that might be Deshaun. Um, he was somewhere twenty to fifteen, I think. In the Minnesota. I know he was in the twenties. He was near the very end of the first round. I want to say. I want to say he might not have even been in the first round. He might have just been like right, either right at the end of it or right at the beginning of the second. Pick thirty-two. Yeah, I was gonna say. I got all right on it. Yeah, because the Vikings, did they, I think they traded up for him. I uh, I think so. I think so. But yeah, pick thirty-two. But I remember. Yeah, they took the pick from Seattle. Because Gruden. Gruden, uh, huh, that's kind of ironic. Seattle traded with Minnesota for Teddy. Seattle also traded with the Ravens for Lamar. Thanks, Seattle. Sorry, for taking, that was a random fact. For taking um, every quarterback I've ever wanted from me. I appreciate it. But, um, yeah, I remember Gruden's report because I remember him being – on TV that night talking about how he didn't think Teddy was worth a pick, like worth it for a first round pick in the, in the draft. Sorry, he's kind of playing. My bad. Okay, I was like, whose child is that? That's okay. I've had plenty of podcasts with babies making appearances. It's fine. <laughs> now, the whole world gets to hear LD. 
Um, is there anything else we want to talk about with John Gruden? We want. Can we talk about something lighter now? Any, or do y'all have any more thoughts? I don't want to limit you on this. I say we just bury that, bury it, and uh, like his career. Okay. So rest in peace, John Gruden. You will never, hopefully, be mentioned on this show ever again. Um. So. The NBA season will start before the next time we record. Um, I think tip-off is Tuesday. Uh, 20th. The 20th. Um, I think that is Tuesday. Uh, No, it's next Wednesday. So we probably might be recording tonight it tips off, so it'll it'll be a little bit late. Um, I don't know how much you've kept up with the offseason because I know a lot of stuff happened. So I'm just gonna ask this, just with little prep as possible. What are y'all looking forward to this NBA season, and what do y'all expect to happen? Like, what are your basic expectations? And you don't have to pick division winners or any of that crap. Just what are your basic expectations for this season? Like I all, oh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, like I always expect. <laughs> The Lakers at least be a playoff team. I mean, just historically, that's a good bet. So, I mean, that's that's not saying much. That's enough. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, your Lakers have been awful this preseason, by the way. Zero and five. Um, the the three three sixty played for the first time together last night, and they they didn't do well. Um, you know, I heard this before. A couple months ago, matter of fact, when my cowboy was shit in goddamn preseason. Okay, listen to me. I'm not sitting here trying to. This this is not what this is not what that is. This is different because you I know, know I like I know, the Lakers. I'm so, just saying yeah. in general. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just asking you, um, just what are your thoughts about how this preseason is going so far? You know, crazy enough, I haven't watched a single fucking preseason game. You know what? Me neither. Oh no, that's not true. I've watched some of the Knicks in the preseason. So you know, I clicked on the pre, I clicked on the stats page for preseason. You know, just to see how things would be, and maybe they'd have preseason stats. They do not. They're not preseason stats. I clicked on stats and it went straight to last season. So thanks, ESPN. Amazing. I appreciate that. Um, Lane, what about you? Your thunder, your thunder, thunder, thunder fan. I almost said thunders. So um. Have you have you heard anything about how the Thunder are looking this this um? I'm looking forward to a sub fifteen win season. Jesus, <laughs> why, wow. why, why you say that? Because <laughs> G'day mate, I don't think gonna work out, <clears throat> and that's what he will forever be referred to for me, unless he just becomes like Doncich. Uh, but now I'm expecting, I'm expecting the Thunder to uh take a step forward with some of their young guys in development, I'm, but I'm also expecting them to still do poorly in the win column so that they can have a better draft pick um, for the upcoming, for the 2022 draft. Um, but I am looking forward to watching Westbrook and Mello try to get, no, I'm losing it. I am looking forward to Westbrook and Melo trying to get a ring. That's going to probably be the most uh, the main games I'll watch as Lakers games this year. Uh, 
I hope that the Knicks don't make the finals and the Lakers don't make the finals because I'm, I'm going to be very torn. Um, but like I've said before, I'm more than likely going to have to pull for my boy Westbrook. Yeah, I think um, we've, we've talked about it before. I think we're all kind of Lakers fans this season just because of, you know, Melo and all those guys. Quincy, you got in the NBA with me, so you've become a Knicks fan. I apologize for that. Um, just what are your expectations for New York this season? Playoffs. 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 Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping with Kimball and the development of some of their younger players, uh, they'll be more balanced. I know there was a while there where they were, you know, very good on defense, and they've had some offensive struggles at times. Um, so I'm just hoping the team will be more balanced. Hope they'll put up some more points. Uh, I really do expect them to go back to the playoffs. Uh, I'm not going to say what kind of run they might or might not have. But, yeah, I, I think that should be the goal. I think you did it last year. I don't think anything's been taken away from the team. I think they only added to it. But yeah, definitely the goal. I think the only the only loss from this offseason I'm worried about is Reggie Bullock. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like not having Reggie Bullock on this team. So we'll see. Um, I'm excited about the offensive additions for New York. Honestly, you know, they were the four seed in the East last year. No reason to believe that they can't be the four seed again. And with going, what's going on in, seven, in, in Philadelphia, could be a three seed. I mean, this is a team with a lot of talent on it um, and more offensive talent than before. RJ's better. Quickly is better. Um, Toppin's better. Randall, is, Randall and Mitch Robb. Have y'all seen pictures of them? Those guys are swole. They, they are different kind of monsters than they were last year. So I have high expectations for New York. And you know what? If it was a Lakers-Knicks finals, do you know I would be just as happy with that than anything in the world because that means no matter what, I leave the finals happy, which is also not true because if the Knicks make the final and lose, I will be miserable. All right. So um, with that said, who are y'all predicting for the finals? Just who do you think is going to go? Who do you think is going to go right now on the record? Who's your prediction for this year's NBA finals? I'm gonna say uh, Lakers. No, you good. I'm gonna say Lakers, Hawks. Lakers, Hawks. I respect that. Don't want to talk about. Lane, who you think? The Thunder. I'm just kidding. Uh, Lakers and probably the Bucks because I damn sure ain't gonna hope for the Nets. Lakers, Bucks. Interesting. All right, Rick, who you got? Already oh, the Lakers on my side. At the Eastern Conference, I'm thinking about. Yeah, all right. I, I guess it's all depending on your goddamn Kyrie going to be available half the fucking season or not for Brooklyn. So, I would I would give a lane with, say, Milwaukee. <laughs> well, at the moment, Kyrie ain't going to be available at all. Yeah. I, don't, I, I legitimately think he doesn't play. Unless Matt, um, uh, vaccination mandates are receded or taken away or whatever, words are hard. I don't expect him to play. I really don't. And I don't see those mandates going away because people are too stupid to... Never mind. We're not going to get into that on this show. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I'm going to... Let me let me look at this uh, thing here. Uh, 
Okay. So in the West, I I don't I think it's the Lakers and everybody else. I think the Utah Jazz will have a fantastic regular season, and the Denver Nuggets are going to have a fantastic regular season. Um, the Warriors will have a sec a great second half of the season, but I think it's the Lakers who will come out of the West. Um, the East is a little bit more difficult to predict because it's more loaded than people give it credit for. Um, but you know what? It's my show. Give me Lakers, Knicks in the NBA Finals. Knicks are taking it all the way, baby. Knicks are winning a championship. That's right. All right, Nick. I do got a question What's for you. What's that? How do you think the Bulls look? I've been hearing a lot of good shit about them. I think the Bulls are... Um, <laughs> I think the Bulls are highly overrated. I think they're a playoff team. I mean, yeah, I think they're a playoff team, but I don't. They have some issues defensively that I think they can't overcome. I don't think they have a lot of depth. I just there are things about this Bulls team is like they'll they'll be in the playoffs, but they are not ready to be the best team in the East. Not are yet. you just saying this because your Knicks didn't get Lonzo? No, no, Lonzo was not the problem. Actually, if you look at the team, their their backcourt or their front you know, their backcourt of Lonzo, Levine, and DeRozan is fantastic defensively. But then after that, you got Patrick Williams, meh, Vucevic, uh-uh. So you don't have anything in the post. Now, granted, this is not a post league anymore, but I'm just saying, don't trust that front court to be able to handle their rate, handle their weight like they would for. Um, like the backcourt will, so they'll get it. They all they'll get a win. They'll get wins in, in the regular season. They might get the forty, fifty something wins and and be overrated. But then when the game slows down in the postseason, they won't have the front court to get it done. So I don't I don't trust the Bulls this year. So give me Lakers Knicks because I don't want to pick the Bucks. That's too easy. But that's obviously the best team in the East. <laughs> All right, so let's get off the um, basketball stuff. Let's move to baseball for just a quick second. We're um, almost into the um, CL rounds of the 2021 playoffs. The um, Braves have advanced. The Red Sox have advanced. The Astros have advanced. And we have one more game between um, the... um, Dodgers and Giants at the time of this recording. So, just quickly, um, I don't know how much baseball y'all have had, but we got to talk about it. Who do y'all think will um, be in the World Series as we head toward the end of these playoffs? Who Who's still left in the AL? I think it's, is it the Red Sox and the Astros? Um, it's the Red Sox and the Astros, and then it'll be the Braves versus the winner of Game 5 of the Giants-Dodgers. Uh, as a Braves fan, I would prefer it to be the Red Sox and them, because that's the better matchup for Atlanta, at least. Uh huh. But I really, as much as I want Atlanta to play San Francisco next in the NLCS. It would be the most sweet revenge if they could get the Dodgers and actually beat them. 
I realistically, think, though, I'm going to say it's the Giants, and it's probably going to be the Giants and the Red Sox, or the Giants and the Astros. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. going to be one of them combinations for sure. Yeah. Um, Quincy, you're like, I, I don't know nothing about no baseball. <laughs> Sorry, I did that for <laughs> I can make a pick. Go ahead and make a pick. <laughs> Dodgers win tomorrow night. Dodgers winning, so all right. So the Braves it, it, beat the Dodgers. The Braves beat the Dodgers. I like that. The Braves play the Red Sox. Braves play the Red Sox. And the Braves win the whole thing. Oh, I like it. You I heard like, it here first. I like it. The Braves are going to be World Series champs. All right, Rick, what you think? I couldn't say that prediction more better. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Braves too. See the problem. The problem with this We're podcast. We're not Atlanta Braves fans at all. Yeah, the problem. Podcast. Yeah, the problem with this podcast is that is Braves country. <laughs> Realistically, though, I think it's probably going to be Houston and San Fran. So that that's that's my realistic prediction. My fan prediction is the Sox and the Braves, though. Yeah, the the fan prediction will always be Sox and Braves because that's just my two favorite teams in in the um, MLB. So it's the same issue I have with the NBA with the Knicks Lakers pick. <laughs> um, Here's my reason for picking the Braves. Uh huh. Because I didn't I didn't think they will make it this far, and if they don't surprise me thus far, I might as well keep on doing it. Okay, my only concern about the Braves, like you know, they they don't have the great regular season number, but when we get in the postseason. That don't matter. It's about do you have three pitchers who can get it done and do you have the bullpen that can get it done. And the problem I have with the Braves is I do not trust the back end of the bullpen. Um, Will Smith has had some great games recently, but getting to the playoffs, my God. Um, but I, I, I can say the same thing about the Dodgers, though. Don't trust their. I don't trust their the back end of their bullpen. They have great middle relievers, but the back end, mm, their starters, elite. Um, so then you get to the Giants, just the most complete team in baseball. Um, I trust about everything they have on there, um, but the problem is they got to get by, past the Dodgers. Um, if it's Braves versus Dodgers, I actually like the Braves, but if it's Braves versus Giants. I got to take the Giants. Um, Astros are just... Morally, I don't want to cheer for them, but like the Red Sox are in an uphill battle against Astros. So I think the Astros are going to win AL. I think um, we'll get a World Series rematch. Is not is that not a rematch between um, the Dodgers? No, wait. Sorry. Let me try that again. I think, the, I think it'll be the Giants and Astros in the World Series. Yeah, but obviously, if the Dodgers win, if the let me try this again. If the Dodgers win this next game, I got Braves Astros. If the Giants win this next game, I got Giants Astros. So basically, it depends on um, what happens in Game Five. Words are hard. Say that though, because from the season, the Braves went one and five against LA, but the, uh, against the Giants, they were four and two. I'm just saying. I like it's just it's the different like I don't the regular season to me does not say what's gonna happen in the postseason. Um in in any well, I would say it says less in baseball than it does in any other sport because baseball is more of a who's hot right now? Who's available right now? Like those teams that played in the regular season 
probably won't even be the same teams. Like Solaire is on the COVID list. Did he play when we when when the Braves played those other teams or those other times? Was Acuna playing when those other those other times? See, there's so many different things about these team about what's happened recently in the regular season. Like the Braves, I think they finished the year with 87 wins. This team right now is better than the win total they finished with because of how bad they started. So you really just you have to throw all that stuff out the window, and you have to talk about who is it, who it is right now. And if the Giants get past the Dodgers, I trust them more to beat the Braves. But if the Braves, but if the if the Dodgers win, I I, I can I can have confidence in the pitching staff for Atlanta to beat the Dodgers. Those words were very hard. All right. Football. Um, <sighs> who played last week? Every, uh, everybody. Else. Okay. Um, let's, let's start. Let's start with, um, Monday night football. Um, let's start. Let's start with the Ravens. You guys, woo! You went to sleep, but the comeback was real. Um, All right. So I actually I didn't go to fully the sleep nah. because my, in the back of my mind I kept like I got to check my phone. So, but it's funny though. Uh, I think I was telling you this yesterday or the day before. So where I cut off the game. For the Colts game was the exact same time left in the third quarter as when I cut off the Ravens when they were the Ravens game when they were playing the Chiefs. So if I am not meant to watch the Ravens in prime time win a game, then you know what? We're gonna win the Super Bowl. Y'all running back through for four touchdowns. And four hundred forty two yards, which is a franchise record. And, and he's- he said an NFL <laughs> record. For most passing attempt, most forty, most passing attempts over forty uh, completion percentage with like eighty, I think it was like eighty five or eighty six percent, which is unheard of. That Madden shit and hard to do it in Madden. So props to them. Y'all got um, the Chargers coming in this week. I got the Chargers. <laughs> All I'm right. not even fronting. I've legitimately, I've already made my picks for the week. I picked the Chargers. So no hope. You don't have any any faith in your team this week. Not so much as that. I just feel like the Chargers' offense and the and the way our defense has been playing. Like I just feel, especially our, our linebackers. Our linebackers have been atrocious. Patrick mm-hmm. Queen and Malik Harrison have just now. Everybody, I say this. Harrison's been a little bit better since his first two games. Queen has just been consistently um, bad. Like, New York Jets started the season bad. New York Jets started the season bad. That is a great transition because somebody's team got a win over the Jets early Sunday morning. Um, The Falcons got the dub in London over New York. Cheerio. Talk about your team's performance in the victory. Jolly good. It was jolly good. Stop what, that what? right now. 
Nah, it was uh, <laughs> it was good. You know, I, if y'all remember when I made my pick last week, I said the Falcons, but I don't feel good about it. Um, <laughs> Nobody ever should. Well, I mean, here's the thing: we were down Calvin Ridley, we were down Russell Gage, right? Uh, so without our top two wide receivers, uh, they focused a lot on tight ends. Finally, and uh, that made it work. You know, it was a it was a win they had to have. Uh, they looked good out there for the most part during that during that game, and uh, I'm very happy that they beat a team that they should have beaten. Now we're two and three, and uh, we come back from the bye and get Miami, who will be flying in from London because they're playing the Jags in London this week. So I think we can beat them. Uh, I'm not going to make a a uh, great grand you know prediction but i think there are more games on the schedule that we can win disgusting i kid i kid i kid um rick you there rick well he's not available so i guess i get to talk about the um giants game against the cowboys um let me just say oh, he back <laughs> here we go Oh, just in time because I was about to slander your team. Uh, y- your mic is not working. You cut it off on him. I did not cut him off. <laughs> he must have. I did not cut him off. Just like a Giants fan, I, sore loser. I didn't. All. I did not cut him off. There's nothing to be sore about in that game. Well, I don't know. You play a lot of your players hurt, so they. I sore. mean, they they sore, but <laughs> I'm not sore. <laughs> uh, My ankle sore right now. Rick, are you there? Can can you can you say you? Uh, is he muted? I, I don't know. All right. Well, till he decides he wants to speak, I'll talk about the game. So the Giants get the 44. 44- <laughs> we, <can't hear> <laughs> we can see your lips moving. That's it. The Giants get the 40. I mean, sorry. The Cowboys get the 44-20 victory over the third string Giants. And all Cowboys fans celebrated like they'd won the Super Bowl because they beat Mike Glennon. And and um, Devonte Booker and Kadarius Tony at oh, home, huh? Hey, oh hey, hey! Oh, I was just giving your team credit for getting first. a hard fought victory at home against the third string Giants. Um, so oh, what did you think I, about what did you think about your team's performance? Um, I I didn't hear everything you legitly said, but I heard enough that. Uh, I was more impressed with the Giants than I was with my own team. God, quite honestly, I did expect to win. Yeah. I had the game at least by a touchdown. I was by a touchdown or two or three. But I was more impressed that, you know, even though y'all 19 receivers down, the way y'all used Tony in a, like, out of nowhere, because. I think they'll open up y'all game and y'all learn how to use Tony more and try to and try to work Saquon in a little slowly because right now the man stay hurt. Well, I'll, I'll say this about Saquon: his injury Sunday was a freak accident. Yeah, like, I agree. I, I think I think that it, not only was it a freak accident, but it was pretty deflating because it's like you know you got to You're in a tight ball game and all of a sudden real early you lose Barkley all he was doing was just walking and he just so happened to step on a, on a, on the foot of a giant, uh, Cowboys 
player. I forget which one it was, but Jordan Lewis. Yeah, and then and then you lose Daniel Jones to a concussion, where he's trying to be tough and get some hard <laughs> yards, and he that loses. Try to be the white Mike bit. <laughs> That's not necessarily a bad thing that y'all lost Daniel Jones. I don't know. Mike Glenn wasn't that impressive. Bro, look, Mike Glennon, I, I don't know who I told it to, but I looked at that man's neck, and I'm just saying, if he takes one good shot, his whole head is coming off. <laughs> the only neck in the league that rival, rivals his is um that kid in Houston, David Mills. <clears throat> they got similar necks. They um they they descended from ostriches. You know, I was gonna say giraffes, but same thing. You know, they they're just exactly the same. They're both birds. They're not both birds. Don't 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 tell your kids if you're listening to this. They're not both birds. You know that executor that came out in Pokemon. That's the dragon type now, and it's got that super super long neck. Yeah, yeah, that's Mike Glennon. That's goddamn. Listen, man. I, I let me say this about Daniel Jones Lane. You, I know I'm the I'm not the president of the Daniel Jones fan club, but he's played so much better this season. Like it's ridiculous how solid he's been like he's he was he's been so bad that i couldn't call him mediocre he's just above average now so i will give him that credit if he does not play this week which he's actually on track to play against oh jesus (laughs) against the rams then, (laughs) then then they might be okay. Do he need to act like he hurt? I think he might. But um, <laughs> well, Aaron Donald hurt his ankle last week, so, so he you're might saying not, uh, there's a might, chance he might not play. Hmm. We'll but see. There's still, you know, the other ten guys that still play for the Rams. Oh my goodness! Hey, I'll tell you what. If Aaron Donald's not going to be there, that Rams defense is has not as good as it has been. They are living off reputation right now. It's not as good as it's been. Oh, good, because the Ravens closed the season with them. Yeah. They're living on reputation, but not actual production. Um, So, with that being said, the Giants are just, they're not a dumpster fire. It's so weird. You got a 1-4 team that's not a dumpster fire. Make it make sense. <sighs> I still say they can be the second best team in the um, division. They're only one game out of second place. Exactly. <laughs> I just like giving you giving Daniel Jones crap just because it's the fun thing to do and everybody does it. Before we get to picks for this week, I want to ask y'all something. Um, so what do these um, four teams have in common? The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Jets. They can't run the goddamn ball with shit. Nah, I don't know. Najee Harris had 122 rushing yards last week. I don't think I, that one's going to work. Uh, that one out of five. <laughs> they are... Hold on. The Steelers, the Chiefs, the Jaguars, and the Jets? Mm-hmm. Don't think too hard. I think it's pretty obvious what they all have in common. They all have less division. total yards than... Lamar Jackson? Rick got it. They're all last in the division. We live in a world where the Chiefs and the Steelers are in the same conversation as the Jaguars and Jets. I always forget that the Jets and Jags are in the same division. <laughs> it, just would, it just would make sense because Miami throws that whole thing off right there. 
Well, they, well, they they used to be because the Jaguars before they went to four divisions used to be in AFC East. See, it just throws me off. That's that that's what got me. So, I, I, but yeah, that's and two of them, two of them won their division last year. Right. Um. So the Chiefs are two and three now. Um. Pittsburgh is two and three, but you know, to to the to be fair to Kansas City and Pittsburgh, there are worse teams in AFC. You have the Texans that are one and four. The Colts are also one and four. The Dolphins are one and four, and the Jets are one and four. And you want to know the craziest thing about that is that the Colts might be the best one and four team in the AFC. They they definitely are. <laughs> From what I saw of them Monday night, they just they're kind of like the Lions of the of the AFC. They've just been unlucky this year. Like they'll they they have these leads or they they're in these games and then just something goes wrong and they lose. I'm with you. It might actually do them a favor to have all these injuries if they can get some high a high draft pick or do they do they actually have their first round pick? No, they won't get it at, at this at this point they won't get it because Carson Wentz is still playing. That's right. Because they traded for Carson Wentz. They don't have their first round pick. So Shout out to the Eagles because they're going to get real lucky because of how unlucky the Colts have been. Well, it depends. It Carson. depends on how much Car- Carson Wentz plays. Now, I mean, if they still like, if they get to one and seven or some shit like that, I mean, I don't know exactly how it's written up, but my understanding is that Carson Wentz has plays play such a percentage of snaps, right? And I don't know if they could sit him and maintain that first and give the Eagles their second. Or if it had, if it's like, well, he was healthy, so it still counts. If I remember right, you you gave us the information of it. He if he plays seventy five percent of their total offensive snaps this season, then the Eagles get Indy's first round pick. I think he would have to play if he makes it to week thirteen and plays that game, or if he plays thirteen full games. I think that that point the Eagles would have. You're right. Plays 75% of Indianapolis offensive snaps. Wentz plays at least 70% of Indy snaps, and the Colts make the playoffs. So there's that. So they ha- they have to make the playoffs for it to be a first round pick. It's um. All right. Right now, it's a second round pick. It becomes mm-hmm. a first if Wentz plays at least 75%. Or when it's played seventy percent, and the Colts make the playoffs. Gotcha. Oh, like he did with, for, like he always did for the Eagles. Yeah, always, always did. So yeah, if he makes it to their thirteenth game and plays that thirteenth game, then Indianapolis loses their first round pick. Well, now he's already missed one game, Andy. Nope, nope. He's played okay. all five. Gotcha. There was a game he was close to missing. I think that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, but, it was um, it was the week um where he sprained both his ankles, like two yeah. weeks ago. So yeah, if I'm the Colts, if if we're not making any noise, if there's not like a an easy way, I don't want to say easy, but a, a quick path to the playoffs around week 13, like you said, sit him. Well, I mean, I think that that they would know by that point, but at the same time. Nobody in the AFC South has really run away with the division. The Titans still lead the division, but the Titans are three and two. 
Uh, but let me ask you this question. Do you expect anybody to beat the Titans in that division? Yes. Other than the Colts? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that division is awful. Awful. It's the worst. You know, folks talk about the a- the NFC East. The real worst division in football is the AFC South. And it's so bad that nobody talks about it. That's how the bad NFC, it is. The, the NFC East was the single worst division last year. Not this year. I would almost say the AFC East is not much better than the AFC South. I mean, you've got the Bills. You've got the Jets. You've got the injury-riddled Titans. Not Titans. Ooh, shoot. Shit. Damn. Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever that fish is. Mammal. <laughs> and then you've got oh shit, uh, the Patriots, who are actually doing surprisingly well. So... It's really, but it's really just the Bills over there, kind of holding that whole division up. Are are the Patriots doing surprisingly well? They beat the Dolphins, and then they beat the Texans, but like barely. Well, so well they the they should. For, well, for they should be quarterback. It should be three to, and two. For yeah, for a rookie quarterback to come from behind in a victory like that against any NFL team, even if it was the Texans. That shows a lot of like Mac Jones's like ability to win games. I okay, think, so b- by that same logic, had the t- outcome been different, and Davis Mills drove it down, will we be singing his praises? No, so I, I would. We're I would. Alabama fans here. We like Matt Jones. Okay, uh, <laughs> we we we. I, mean, I, I, I don't have a problem with him, but I'm not going to sit here and act like the, the Patriots have been a good team. Nah, I'm I'm president of the Matt Jones fan club, so I'm here to tell you I love Matt Jones. But um. Who? Mac Jones. But they should also be three and two if they didn't have Nick Falk as their kicker. They'd be three and two, and we'd have a win over Tampa Bay. Just saying. I mean, Patriots. Their record doesn't show how decent they are, and they are a team that has room to grow. And as long as they've got Belichick at the at the helm coaching, that team's always going to be one you don't sleep on. Speaking of well, not sleep, uh-oh. one of my predictions for a, a Falcons win before the end of the season is the Thursday night game against the Patriots. I just don't understand why you think why you ne- <laughs> why would you as a Falcons fan believe that the Falcons can beat the Patriots? Oh, why shouldn't I? They ain't got Brady no more. It's still the Falcons. That's not a bad point, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, but I'm not going to pick a, like against my team for a team that's also two and three. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I just I think that that is one of the more winnable. I'm not going to say it's, it's going to be easy. I think that is one of the more winnable games left on the Falcons' schedule. All right, I, I think give them, you. the Jags, and uh, yeah, I think Falcons, we can. I think Falcons we can one of the easiest schedules this year. Um, no, I think everybody who has the Falcons on the schedule have an easy schedule. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. <laughs> well, I, I mean, think about it. He just named off the Jags. They played the Jets. Hold on. Which NFC, which AFC uh, division are y'all playing this Clearly year? the South. Well, we're playing uh, the well, Bills. No, it'd be, it'd be no, the huh. East. It'd no, no, no it's... it's it's uh, it's the one with the Patriots in the North, right? Oh yeah, the North. That no, that's the boss Ravens. Yeah, it's oh, well, the then East. It's East. <laughs> it's East. These. Well, see, the ja- the Jaguars threw me off because I forgot they added that one extra non-conference game 
in there. That's what threw me off. Yeah. So, so I was like, is it the AFC South or is it the AFC East? It's the so, East. So let's see. Yeah, y'all play the yeah. Patriots. The Jags is that extra game. It's the East. Mm-hmm. So y'all play the Patriots and the Dolphins still and the Bills. I think so that's at I least one L. I think the Dolphins we can we can win. I think we can split with New Orleans. There's a chance we can split with Carolina, but I'm not going to make that prediction. All right. I think we can beat New England. I think we can beat Jacksonville. Uh, Detroit. Maybe San Francisco, only because both their quarterbacks apparently. I mean, they're down right now, but maybe they'll, they'll get hurt. That's about it, though. <laughs> I mean, as far as um, four wins, four more wins. Yeah. That'll put y'all around. I think we'll be either uh, six and eleven between, or eight and nine. That'll put you somewhere between picks seven and thirteen. I I appreciate your optimism. I just don't. I just don't think you pay enough attention to the Dolphins as you think you do. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, let's just uh, let's let's move to picks for the week. You got your everybody got your phones ready. Let's look at these picks and get these things out and get out of here. We'll talk about Dolphins and Falcons next week. Because that's when they actually play. Sorry if we hit a nerve, my goodness. No, no nerves are hit. No nerves are hit. Okay, okay. You sound a little upset. I'm not upset. I promise I'm not. Okay, okay. I'm just tired. Truth is, I'm tired. (laughs) All right. All right. So, oh, you say you're getting them up. Yeah, I mean, y'all go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So. The four and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at the Philadelphia Eagles, who were two and three for Thursday night football. Who is y'all got? Give me the Eagles. Okay. I'm just kidding. I got the Bucks. Okay. Bucks. Rick. Hard not to go with the Bucks. Hmm. Well, looks like we are all on the books, which means the Eagles will win. All right. And that'll be fine with me. <laughs> yeah, I, think I know Buddy will be disappointed. Can't, can't make that joke. Toilet bowl time. The 1 and 4 Miami Dolphins are at the 0 and 5 Jacksonville Jaguars. This is also the same records I'm just <laughs> for for me and Rick's, I uh, mean Lane's fantasy game. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It is hey. not it's not far from it. <laughs> Shut up. I just saying. So the one and four Dolphins at the 0 and 5 Jaguars. Who y'all got? Here in my damn business. Give me the fins. Give you the fins. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the fins too. You got Rick. Damn, Damn I wanna I want the dad to get their fair win. But there are reports that Tua might play Sunday, and it's looking good so far. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the fan regardless. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. The Jaguars, if you don't notice, they're like right on the doorstep. They're so close to being not horrible that they can taste it. It's like all they got to do is just stick a finger or two up there and get really close to glory, and they can get it done. And this is why I am going to go with the Miami Dolphins. We're all on the Dolphins. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. The Green Bay Packers are four and one. They are at the Chicago Bears, who are three and two. Who y'all got? Packers. <laughs> Don't speak at once, Lane and, and Marquise. I really want to go Chicago because Justin Fields has looked good. But I I just can't pick against Aaron Rodgers. It's just hard, man. No, he plays for the Chiefs. What? McCole Hardman plays for the Chiefs. I said Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know you said it's hard, man. He plays for the Chiefs. Shut up, man. <laughs> Rico, you got... Uh, in my heart, I hope the Packers die by 30. But I'm going to go with the Packers. <laughs> oh, goodness. We are all on the Packers. That means the Bears will assuredly win this game. And that will soothe the soul in my heart. <laughs> the Bengals of Cincinnati are 3-2, and two, and they are at the Lions of Detroit and the Big Cat game, who are 0-5. Will the Lions finally avoid heartbreak? Who do y'all have? Give me the fighting Joe Burrows. Again, this is another one I really want to pick. The other team, I really want to pick the lines, but it's just kind of like. I'm five games behind Nick, and I need to, I need to get some wins here. But I need I need Nick to make make some other picks for me. So I might have to go to Bengals. It's one of them things like you you want to pick them because eventually they have to get a win, right? Right. But like against who? Like when? Actually, this this Bengals team would be the one. This would be one of the few. Rick. Mm. I went with Detroit. Two weeks ago, for that guarantee you win, they find a way to fuck it up. I don't believe them. Give me the Bengals. <laughs> oh, dear God. We are all on the Bengals. <laughs> okay, so last week, almost every team we were all on lost. I got to believe that eventually, no, I said almost, not all of them, but almost, a good amount lost. Or they have been. We, we got a bad record of being all on a team that lose, that wins. Trust me. Look it up. So, the ping, the Bengals were all on the Bengals. All right. Now, speaking of Toilet Bowl, we got Toilet Bowl 2, Electric Boogaloo. The Houston Texans are 1-4 at the Indianapolis Colts, who are 1-4. But we've already discussed the Colts are the best 1-4 team in the history of football. Give me the Peyton Mannings. So, yeah. You got the Peyton Mannings. Uh, some, would argue, some would argue that he is a Broncos guy. No, I'm just, but I'm not one of them. Um, Quincy, Marquise, give me, give me the Andrew Lux. Give you the Andrew Lux. All right. Who you got, Rick? Damn, I would say give me the horseshoe, but both of them got that type of um uh, stuff going on with them. Um, Eddie, I can't get my coat. Good for you. Um. <laughs> I love kids. Who quarterback for um the Broncos? Who? 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 Who?
We talking about the coach. We talking about the Texans. <laughs> oh, I know the team. Oh, see, that's how much I don't give a damn about the Texans. I didn't even think they were playing them. Coach, no, it, they irrelevant. Coach. All right, so we got coach. the we got the Peyton Mannings. We got the Andrew Lux. So give me the fighting Johnny Unitas's, baby. We are all on the Colts. <laughs> well. It's going to be hard for y'all to catch up if we all picking the same thing. And I'm telling you, like, again, I have not changed a single pick. So that y'all are just picking with me. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim are 4-1. and one. <laughs> They are at the New York Giants. Please don't disrespect me. Let me finish. So who all picked the Rams? Everybody, did y'all all pick the Rams? So Quincy Lane, y'all pick, you pick the Rams. Rick, are you picking the Rams too? Who they playing? They're playing the Giants. Oh, oh. the Ants. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I hope you're upset for your Holy Spirit, but Ram by right, I say seven to be cute. All right, so guys, we've had um, we've had multiple games where we've all picked the same team. Uh, you on the island? Um. Hell no! Give me the Rams, man. You crazy? Exactly. <laughs> All right, the Chiefs are two and three. They are at the Washington Football Team, who are also two and three. Who do y'all have? Do you have Hardman here too? No. <laughs> Chiefs at the football I've, team. I've got Harrison Butker. Fair enough. I'm gonna pick Chiefs as well. Ah, they're like everybody on the same page this week. Chiefs by 27. Jesus. All right. For all them Chiefs. All right. You know, he said, he said 27. He might be low. You ain't lying. All right. Eventually, we got we got about five, six more games here. We're going we're gonna to all pick something different at some point. Here we go. The Minnesota Vikings are 2-3. and three. They are at the Carolina Panthers, who are 3-2. and two. Who y'all got? And I have a feeling... That I already know who Quincy's gonna pick. The Panthers. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I hope they lose, but I ain't, I don't know, man. Uh-huh. They, they've been looking too good this year. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. All right, the Panthers on a two game losing streak. Just saying. Who you got, Lane? Uh, Rick, who you got first? I want to hear yours. Yeah. <laughs> You said what you said. Panthers on two game losing streak. Uh huh. Make that some bitch three. <laughs> he want the Vikings. <laughs> you got like I got the Vikings too. Ladies and gentlemen, we have ourselves an island. Oh, Quincy is by himself. I got the Vikings. Oh, you said the secret Skull. word. Skull. Skull. Now, I want to point out, we, me and Quincy have all had the exact same picks. Quincy is one game behind me. This is a bit, that's a, that's a big game right there. All right. So, moving on. Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim are 4-1. and one. They are at the Baltimore Ravens, who are 4-1. and one. This is a noon kickoff. Oh. 1 o'clock. Thank you. Noon kickoff for most of us. <laughs> so, uh, who y'all got? Chargers or Ravens? It's a tough one. I've got the Chargers. Do you really? That, I, I really do. You want me to screenshot and send it to you? I believe quick? you. Hey, man. Hey, you say you got the Chargers. You got the Chargers. 
it, it was close, and I might flip flop before the game. But right now, I got the Chargers. Okay, Rico, you got. I'll be the odd ball. I'll give the Ravens a chance. I respect that, and I love you for that. Well, Rick, I'm here to tell you, you are not on an island because I also picked the Ravens. I'll be damned. Mm. So, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm picking the Chargers. I know. Because if I pick them, the Ravens are somehow going to do something and win. Yeah, I just – I trust Lamar Jackson too much. Maybe that's just my problem. I just – like, he's proven to me he'll just about win any game he can. I don't even know how they lost the game, to be honest with you. Because that man because looks like the Raiders got the ball first in overtime. That's right. So, so they they lost if, in overtime. It's really going to come down to because this game's going to be tight. If the Raven, whoever gets the ball last in that game, is going to win. And so, luckily, in the past, in four out of the five games the Ravens had, or three out of five, the Ravens have had the ball last. I'll say this: you don't trust the Ravens' defense, but the Ravens have two things that I'll trust until I die. Lamar Jackson, Jackson and Justin Tucker. Tucker. You've read it. I, I still think the Ravens' defense, if they don't fix everything, the Chargers are going to come out with an easy win. But as long as Lamar is there, it's still going to be a tough battle. But I'm still going to pick the Chargers. All right. Now, here's an interesting game. The Arizona Cardinals are 5-0. They are on the road, heading to the dog pound against Give the Cleveland Browns, the who are 3-2. and two. And Points and everything. Browns by three. So, Lane wants the Browns. What y'all got? Cardinals. Hmm. Hmm. I went with the Browns last week and they fucked me. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Going with the birds, dog. Oh, you got Cardinals. Mm-hmm. You got Browns, Lane? I do. And Quincy has Cardinals. I have Browns. The Las Vegas Raiders are three and two. They are at the Denver Broncos, who are three and two. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater is back this week. He is back. Um, so who y'all got? <laughs> That's a Bronco. I got the Broncos. Okay. Yeah. I don't the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. This would be a good game for them to bounce back though, after everything. Hmm. Well, the coach we used to like ain't there no more. I hope Derek Carr go five touchdowns. I don't. I'm playing him in a fantasy league this week. Don't Some do that. Way. I don't want Derek Carr to succeed. You just want him to do all right. No. Hey, man. Five nah. Uh-uh. Succeeding. Hey, man. That's I got exceeding. Wall. I need all of them. <laughs> I, need, I need him to not catch those touchdowns Mm-mm-mm-mm. or anything. All right. So. <sighs> Raiders, Raiders, Broncos, Raiders, Broncos. So two and two. two, and two. All right. The four and one Cowboys, Dallas, are at the two and three Patriots, New England. Um, who y'all got? Them boys. <laughs> them boys. <laughs> we know Rick got them boys. So who you got, Lane? I got Mac Attack. You got Mac Attack. I do. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm thinking the Cowboys let this one slip, but I just, I don't, I'm just, I'm thinking Belichick figures something out. Congratulations, sir. You're on an island because Yay. I am picking them boys. Them boys. Let me, let me tell you something. Hmm? I predict the game at least to be three points. Three Dallas points. 
See, that's see. This is why I like Rick. He's the most modest Cowboys fan I've ever met. And right next I didn't to think him, they existed. I didn't either until I met um, Marquise and Will. They are two of the most modest Dallas Cowboys fans. See, they make it easy to not hate them. I don't have to hate the Cowboys because they exist. So thank you for that, Marquise. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, that's why I get it. If anybody watch football, my bad. I'm doing shit. That why Bel- that why Be- I why Belichick got them. Slow down a hot Brady. Who the hell? If he can slow down Brady, how the how the hell you think that gonna do? He can slow down a hot deck. But nine out of ten, they'll want that to throw the ball. Stop Zeke. That the answer. You heard him here. Stop Zeke. Judon might have something to say about that. But we'll see. <laughs> um, Seattle Seahawks are two and three. They are at the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are 2-3. and three. Now, I want to point out something with this game before y'all pick. America is picking the Steelers here at a 65% rate. They don't crack. Because Russell Wilson is out for the next six to eight weeks. He is out for the next six to eight weeks. Why, why wouldn't you pick the Steelers? Because that is my pick. Let me tell you something. You have seen the way Geno Smith came out there throwing that fire. I don't know, dog. I don't know. Who you got, Quincy? Steelers. Who you got, um, Marquise? I'm going with Gino, man. Give Gino a job. <laughs> mm. Marquise on an island. No, he's not. I got the Seahawks. I, 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 I think the the Steelers won last week. I think um, they did. I know they're at home. Uh. Uh-uh. Give me, give me the Seahawks. I think Geno is going to have a show. And plus, they're going to run the ball. If Carson is back, they got two back second you. They got Alex Collins, Alex Collins and Carson. So they don't have to rely on Geno. All I'm saying is Geno struggles might have, has struggled mightily against uh, the Steelers when he was at the Jets. I know it's a different coaching situation, yeah. but that still plays an effect. I'm going I'm to say, I'm going to say that like. This this Seattle team is better than anything he ever played with before. And, and this is more this is more experienced Geno from the last time we seen him. Yeah, I think that's very true. I still think the Steelers defense gives him fits. I got you. I got you. I respect that. So we're two and two on that one. And then finally, um Monday night, you have the Buffalo Bills who are four and one. They're at the Tennessee Titans who are uh three and two. Uh, who y'all got? Oh, Julio is back, by the way. Julio Julio and AJ. Julio and AJ Brown are both practicing this week. I, I think we expect them back. They're both practicing. Julio returned to practice today. Something to think about. Well, I will say, uh, a scene that, that I admire from afar, I will not call myself a fan, but I do pull for him at every possible opportunity. It's the Buffalo Bills. And uh that's one big. I've been told no one circles the rag- wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I've, no I've heard one that. circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Lane, who you got? Rick, you go first. <laughs> Buffalo sizzling right now. I'm going with the fucking Bill Mafia. And like that's that why I'm picking the Titans. You think you're picking the Titans because you're going to be on an island or something? 
No. Okay. I just picking the Titans because the Bills got to fuck up somewhere, and I, this is where I think that happens. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be really, really, really real with y'all for just a second. By the way, I struggle with R's and W's if I hadn't figured that out. Um... You want me to get you hooked on phonics for Christmas? It won't do me any good. I need just I just need a new mouth and tongue combination. Um, the Titan the Titans are going to be the best. They're going to have all their weapons back. This is the best opportunity they have to get a, a signature win, and it's in Tennessee. Um, the Bills are not infallible. They they aren't, but they have been hot. They got they've won four straight. So I think the I think the Titans have an opportunity to win this game. But I'm picking the Bills. But I don't feel good about it. I think the Titans have a real good chance of winning this game on Monday night. So, Lane, you are on the island because I'm barely picking. I'm barely picking the Bills. I, I'm just thinking. My, my whole logic behind it is is the Bills are coming off of a really good game against the Chiefs, where they absolutely dominated them. And they were notorious last year for after games they dominated a really good team. They drop the ball the next week. Yeah, so I, that's why I'm picking the Titans because I don't. I feel like that's going to follow them because that's just how they are. And actually, if you go, I saw a, a bar graph. I mean, yeah, a bar graph of um, Josh Allen's Josh Allen's performances. And you're right. After a really, really good performance, it is right down to the bottom for him to build it back up next time. Um, Quincy, before you get out of here, real quick, um, give us your socials and then get on out and go eat. All right, man. Socials will be uh, Barnhill Quincy on Twitter and at Q underscore the underscore lights on Instagram. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> Too, bro. Um, Rick, what about you? I am on the Twit, Twitter, and IG. Follow me at 2raw underscore n underscore uncut. The link tree is all there for the whole pod and everything. Support your boy, man. Watch your boys. Mark, um, Lane. So all of our social media uh, handles and everything and how to interact with us can be found on our Facebook page, which, oh, I think I need to update the name to that. We do. Um, and okay. I need to update the um, logo to a lot of things. But, yeah, you can find our um, on the old Mamba Mentality, uh, He Who Shall Not Be Named Grinders page. And so it's changed. Uh but yeah, you can find all that stuff there. And a lot all of words. A lot of words. Words are hard. Also follow the True Comedy Podcast. I host with Kirsten Cunningham weekly. Um that's everywhere. Follow um that at True Comedy on IG and Twitter. I am Nicholas J. Finch. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the NJ of Nicholas J. Finch on Facebook. This has been Mamba Mentality Golden Grinders. Until next time, stay golden. Pony boys.